Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey and it is an absolute privilege to have your company on today's episode as it is always. Guys, just so you get the most out of this episode, I strongly encourage you to take some great notes. If you can't do it right now, make sure you do it later, but take some notes on what you're going to learn in this interview and make sure you apply it because it's one thing to learn something, it's a whole other thing to apply it. When you apply, that's how you retain the information. That's what I want for you. I want this information to sincerely add value in your life. So make sure you apply what you learn. Also, share what you learn with other people. Again, that helps you retain the information on a deeper level. Share this interview out with the people you care about and so you get to have a, an impact in other people's lives as well. Speaking, being an action taker, guys. If you haven't already, head over to IamNashMackie.com. Subscribe. That way you get the opportunity to send your questions in when I interview amazing guests like today's guest. And uh, you get to have your questions answered. And while you're there on my website, guys, be sure to book a free 30-minute one-on-one strategy call with me so you and me get the opportunity to deep dive on crafting a super powerful identity for yourself because ultimately... We never rise above the level of our identity, guys, our self-belief, who we believe we are, what we believe we are capable of. So guys, do yourself a huge favor. Head over to imnashmackie.com and subscribe and book in a one-on-one free strategy call. My gift to you guys. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into today's interview. Thanks a million for having me. Appreciate it. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's it's always uh, awesome having conversations with you and uh, working with you too. So thank you so much for uh, for having me on your, your podcast. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. Uh, so having followed you for a number of years, Joel, and, and I'm obviously very familiar with your story, but I would love for you to share with people sort of how it all started for you. And, and preferably if we can go back to the day when you are in the room with Jordan Belfort, who was the Wolf of Wall Street, and just share people what he, what advice he shared with you. That would be, that'd be great. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Thanks. Thanks for asking. You know, I left the music industry uh, back when I was about 21 years old. And uh, I remember being in this sales company and the CEO invited Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, to come in and speak. And I was already into self-development, but I had never like actually sat in a room with somebody teaching self-development you know in person Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i was interviewed tony robbins and stephen covey and you know t harvecker and brian tracy and all these you know legacy leaders uh work and when i sat in that room that day with jordan belfort it just felt like so surreal and not because of him i think it was just the, the the experience itself was like really surreal where it was like this is the first time i decided to open my mind to actually write things down you know because i had this like meaning that I had given it uh, based off my experiences in high school and primary school. And I hated school, absolutely hate school. I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out at the end of year wow. 11, right? So yeah, so I, uh, I had this meaning where like, if I write it down, it's like school, it's homework. But really, uh, he, he challenged us to write down our 10 year vision, to really cast our 10 year vision, to, to map out our goals, to get clear on what it is that we're good at, what we love and what solution we're bringing to the world. And that was the day I just felt this like this fog lift and I felt so much clarity in my life. And that was the day I, I came up with the idea of addicted to success. And I think that when you have that clarity, you're able to action and, and able to move with efficiency towards your goal or mm-hmm. towards your dream or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so I just, yeah, got really clear on what it is that I wanted to bring and my whole world just lit up and I just could not stop. You know, I had the motivation to, to, to win once I found out what it was that I wanted and how to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's awesome. Mate. And, and I'd love for you to just share with people why it is so important for everyone to have a vision or a purpose for their life or something they're moving towards. Like, why is that so crucial for, for everyone to do that? Great question. Any exercise you can do that, that puts you more into that conscious state that keeps you awake and aware mm-hmm. is going to be good for your goals and your dream, your vision. Uh, a vision itself, when you cast out that 10-year vision, I start with the 10th year and work my way back, reverse engineer it, mm-hmm. right? And don't think from a place of where you're currently at. Think from like, what are, the, what are these things that you, you'd love to achieve in your life with no limits? Just like think really big, like massive and, and really map it out. Uh, and I, I get into a lot of detail. And the reason why a, a vision is so powerful is because it disciplines you. You now get clear on what it is you need to do. Uh, it picks and chooses friends for you, right? Which is what I started realizing is like I started hanging out less with the people that weren't serving my vision and that weren't aligned with my values. And then the magic started happening. Life got just that much easier, (laughs) right? And the vision uh, teaches you what to say yes to and what to say no to when it comes to business decisions, career decisions, uh, you know, what you should be investing in, what you shouldn't. Like we're not going to always get it 100% right, but your Mm -hmm. vision definitely keeps you on track. If you're committed to your vision, you're going to stay on track to get in the right direction. It's kind of like your our brains are like a GGS, a goal-getting system, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so it really helps you to stay on track to get where you need to be. Yeah, that's fantastic, Joel. And what I really admire about you, Joel, is you not only, that day you set your vision out with Jordan Belfort, I've heard you say that you not only have achieved so many of those goals already, but you achieved them way faster than you even thought. And like you right. hear about a lot of people talking about goal setting and casting a vision and all that good stuff, but the number of people who actually achieve it or, or, or reach their goals is very slim, I've found, you know? And yes. so what I would love to know from you, Joel, is what does it really take to bring a vision to life? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of things. I think you really need to align yourself with your values. Mm-hmm. Like your values are what you spend most of your money on, what you spend most of your time thinking about, what you love talking to, other, to your friends about. Uh, what you love reading about, like just look yeah. at your bookshelf and see what's on your bookshelf right now. What are the subjects that you love deep diving with? What do you look up on, you know, Facebook and, 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 you know, what accounts do you look at on Instagram? And it's, we, we know inherently know like what our values are. It comes to us naturally. Uh, and so that's where you're inspired from within. And that's where a lot of that power comes from. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, really make sure that you're aligning your decisions, your goals, your vision based off your values. Mm-hmm. And your values can change depending on the circumstance, depending on your environment, uh, depending on your growth as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would say that really aligning yourself with the values, I think like really working on those limiting beliefs. Like I map out the things that I've achieved and it's not to sit there and go, oh, look at me, look at what I've achieved. It's to really get clear on what are the things that I can be proud of in my life? What can I be grateful for? Mm -hmm. When you're in a state of gratitude, there's no way that you can be in a state of gratitude and fear at the same time. So I like to fill my life with a lot of gratitude. I like to fill it with 
what's possible, what I've achieved, where I'm heading. I'm grateful for the journey that I'm on. Man, I would not like forget the achievements. It's a journey. And I know Mm -hmm. that it sounds so cliche, yeah. But honestly, it's it's the ride, man. It's the climb. Absolutely. It's the the little things that happen along the way that if you could add all those little things up, they're way more powerful than the big kind of thing at the end. 100%, it's yeah. just the it's the experiences, you know, those little moments where you have that little achievement. I like the little achievements along the way more than anything, dude. I, yeah. I, I, used, I used to think that like, I was just saying this to my, uh, I'm, I'm back in Australia and hanging out with my family at the moment. I was just saying with my mother that, uh, you know, it's interesting. The things that I thought were really big, I was like, this is it, man. This is everything. This is, when I turn around and look at it, it was just a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. We're just putting pieces together, you know, and sometimes the piece of the puzzle might not be your favorite piece, Absolutely. but it's there and it fits Absolutely. and it goes in and it, and it connects to that next piece, you know? Yes. Yes. So yeah, there's things like, you know, featuring in a movie, uh, with like Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield and Dalai Lama. And I was like, yeah, this is, it just felt like nothing was bigger than that. Yeah. And then there was, you know, something else like front cover magazines. Then there was speaking on stages around the world and, uh, you know, launching the circle of influence that I run. You were part of that too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then holding workshops, which I'm about to do and writing my book and my book's going to come out. Let's just like, we, what's so awesome about that is, that we all get to choose. We get to choose what our life looks like. We get to choose how to execute and, and we get to choose how we enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, never, never lose focus of the things that are moving in front of you and that are a part of what you're doing. Yes. Have your vision, but also enjoy what's like here now. Absolutely. That's so important. Um, and I guess one thing I, I really also admire about you, Joel, is that, like I said, you, you've, you've sort of maintained that, that, uh, that authenticity and, and you've not sort of been, I guess, like a lot of people who are in the position you were in could potentially let all that, you know, the, the um, publicity and the fame get to their head. But like you've been able right. to maintain a very kind of down-to-earth, like I said, a down-to-earth attitude and it shines through and, you know, you offer you really do offer massive value. Like I've followed you for many, many years now and I've, I've pretty much invested in every single one of your programs and you do go yeah. over and above. You go over and above. And, and why do you believe contribution and coming from that place of service is so important for people? Like not just in, in business, but, but in our lives. Why do you believe that is so important? Contribution humbles us. Mm-hmm you got to eat that humble piece of pie for dessert every night. You know what I mean? It's, it's that thing where it's just like, it reminds you that there's things out there that are a lot bigger than you. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people create this world around them and this bubble around them. And you know, it's sad to see, I see a lot of people that do it and, and they're missing out on the important parts of life. Mm-hmm. And it's important because we as human beings are constantly looking for ways to be validated whether we know it or not, like really that's what's happening quite often. We're looking for feedback all the time. Uh-huh. Is what I'm doing right? Absolutely. Is what I'm doing working? Mm-hmm. Am I loved? Am I good enough? It's just like, it, because we've just, we've developed like that over the years. Mm-hmm. You know? And society has a major role in that. It, it plays a big part in that. We see the good looking celebrities and we see people that are shamed if they don't look good, if they're overweight or they look funny or whatever, look unique. I'd like to say, yeah, yeah. um, so we have this thing, this running thing of like, am I good enough all the time? 
And I think that really contributing and, and sharing something of value reminds us that we have value to offer. Mm-hmm. And this is the cool thing about contribution is you could play it at any level. You could give a million dollars away. You can volunteer 10 minutes of your time. You could, uh, you know, offer a skill to raise money for a thousand dollars. You could, uh, go and build a house for somebody or a hut or, you know, go and give someone like I was doing this in, in, um, Vegas, actually, every time I walk along the strip, cause it's like, you know, it's pretty hot out and sometimes you walk for a very long time to walk up and down the strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would go to this store and buy a bag of bananas and I would give bananas out to these homeless people as we're walking along the strip. Wow. Just because I knew I was going to walk like, you know, for another like five miles or seven kilometers or eight kilometers or whatever that is for the Aussies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and along the way I would definitely meet a number of homeless people and I just, they'd be asking for money, whatever. And I say, look, here's some carbs, some good mm-hmm. carbs, yeah. <laughs> some slow release carbs. <laughs> Very good. So, so yeah, you know, it's just little things like that too. And I think that that really, it shows us that we have something of value that we can offer the world. Mm -hmm. Imagine if everybody just gave to each other. Imagine Mm -hmm. if that was a system, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of this money, this BS paper printed, uh, run by governments and run by corporations. And there's just, you know, the world in itself has uh, a lot of like corrupt things that go on and Mm -hmm. the world needs people like us to step up and to really remind the world what love can really do. Mm-hmm. that's that's phenomenal joel i love that mate um and like, like i said again based on that question you offering that incredible service and that value like you mentioned i have been part of your circle of influence which is your mastermind group for the past four months and i was blown away by the value like like i said up until now you've offered amazing value but this was next level mate and um like because of your what you've built and you've, you've kind of chosen to do with your life and you've, because you've followed what you believe in, you know, you've been able, to, been able to create something so incredible and you've leveraged off that to get some phenomenal people into that group. And just mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, like I think it's Dr. Dr. John D. Martini says, you can't stick your hand in a pot of glue without some of that glue sticking. Yes. And it, it's, it's really, if you want to have a, an impact and, and do something important with your life, you really do need the right people in your corner. You really do, you know. Amen. And so being in this group is is like the perfect opportunity for anyone to kind of get around some incredible people. And like just in the four months, we, we had Ty Lopez, Gabby Bernstein. Uh, we had got a few people written down here. Uh, yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. Peter Vug, Peter Alexi Vug. Panos. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's incredible. And, and some of them were, were bonus people as well. So they were outside what you'd kind of agreed to bring in as well, which is amazing. And, and it's incredible to be able to rub shoulders with these people and get them to ask questions and interact with them one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So it's not as though we're just getting your mentorship, we're getting the interaction with these super high achievers. And that was really next level. So for people who might be interested in joining your circle of influence, what can they expect and what, what do you have on the cards for that? Yeah, I mean, you can head over to imjoelbrown.com to check out the information on the Circle of Influence mm-hmm. if you're interested. I have videos and content on there. You see, like, there'll be a banner there for the Circle of Influence. Just click on that and you can read about it. Uh, look, it's, it's really powerful to be in a group where you're all learning together. You're walking that path together. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and you have someone that not only holds you accountable, but shows you what to, you should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I think that a lot of people when it comes to the online world is told, uh, you know, start your YouTube channel and jump on Facebook live every day and build your Instagram and write a book and launch a podcast. There's like so many things that they think they should be doing mm-hmm. and they're doing it, but they're doing like so much that they're like spreading themselves so, so thin that they don't stand a chance against the people that are actually really crushing it in each lane. Mm-hmm. And so you look at somebody like Tim Ferriss, uh, you know, he had the blog, but then he went all in on the book and really built that up. And then he had the podcast after that. And then you have, you know, with me, I built addicted to success and solely focused on addicted to success. Then I brought out the podcasts and the courses and everything after that. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a number of other examples we could use too. Uh, Gabby Bernstein was speaking and doing workshops and then she wrote a book and then she like, you know, like, so everyone has that thing that they do and then they platform off that. Uh, the ones that have really crushed it have done it in that way. But there are a lot of people right now just like focusing on so many things and there's so much up in the air that it's like, I come in and go, look, yes, there's all this in the air. Let's grab it. Let's bring it down to earth and let's look at like what's here and I'll pick and choose and tell you what's going to be effective and what's not because I've walked the path many times before. That's right. And the people that I've, I've, you know, being mentored by people I work with, the events I go to, the workshops I do, like all these years of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on it all eventually pays off. Mm-hmm. Me putting money down on the table and like taking those risks to do, you know, experiment with ads and uh, to experiment with creating content and all sorts of things. They're the lessons I've learned and that's where my value is. Mm-hmm. So some people aren't willing to do that, but I can teach yeah. them what happens if they do. Yes. without them actually having to put the money down. So they save money in a sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so that's the great thing about the, the program. And yeah. also, sorry, if, if, you, if you don't mind me saying. Just yeah, go quickly, ahead, man. It's also that within the, within the circle of influence, like you cater it to what the group needs. You bring in speakers, like you don't have set speakers necessarily. You cater the, group, the speakers and the guests. For sure. To yeah, what the important. group needs. So you, it's, it really is something that's very personal and for people to get massive value out of. And the thing I really also like about it, loved about it, was the fact that it's not just business. Like you obviously have a, a vast amount of online business and business in general knowledge, but you also bring in the mindset and, and all that other yeah. good stuff that you need to know because you can't grow a business or really do anything if, if you just focus on one part. You know, like you say, everything's touching everything and you need those, all those components. And so there's a really healthy mixture within the group and the experts you bring in really are the best people, you know, for like where the group is. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's it's really important. Yeah. Mindset yeah. is, mindset is uh, a massive component of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can teach a strategy. That's easy. But the mindset is like most people don't launch the business that they have. They don't write the book that they have in them. Uh, I think we have many books inside of us, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of people just really they go to the grave never put that that thing out there mm-hmm. and put the book out there they never step Absolutely. up on stage to speak even though how they have an incredible message uh-huh. because of that whole limiting belief that's in place so it's really important to crush those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's excellent joel and one question i'd love to know about you mate and how you got to where you are obviously you love habits i know that and there's a very good reason for that. But what do you feel has been one of the key habits, the cornerstone habits that you've practiced every day that has played a major role in getting you to where you are today? Wow. I mean, there are definitely a few key cornerstones. I wouldn't 
operate with just one. <clears throat> but if I was to choose one, we mm -hmm. could talk about the, the others next. Mm -hmm. I would say self-development and application. Mm -hmm. Self-development in application, right? So mm -hmm. like that's like learning, but doing. Absolutely, yes. Which is the part, that doing part is the part that so many people miss out on. Like 90% of people don't do it. They learn about it. It's no good up here. Why you want it up here? Why you want to keep it in here? I want it in my body too. Absolutely. I want to feel it on a cellular level. I want to have that experience of what it actually really feels like. Yes. Uh, and, and experiment. We're like mad freaking scientists in, in the lab of life and just going in and testing these things and trying these things. Oh, that didn't work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Right. Yes. I want that. I want that like what does and what doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it might not be for everybody, but really i would say that like go to an event at least once in your life uh and do your research go to an event where you know that there's like people are raving on about how transformational it is go in there and actually get involved with people like go in interact with the groups ask people questions do all the exercises i don't know if you've ever been to an event where they're like all right get up we're gonna do this and you get that feeling in your body and you go uh yeah it's like oh we gotta get up and do this exercise yeah. you know how many events i've been to where i see people they're like uh, they get up anyway <laughs> yeah. and then later they come and say oh man that was amazing like I, and they had most That's growth free. from that exercise yeah. and it's because they felt uncomfortable before yes well, if yeah. you're resisting it, usually it's what you need to, to pay attention to. 100%. Uh, so I would say like learn about, you know, all sorts of things that, that excite you. Uh, and then also maybe there's some certain things that you're resisting. For me, personally, I can be, um, to be transparent with you, mm -hmm. would be probably managing finances, mm -hmm. like investing in real estate. Like I have not too much of an idea about all that. Mm -hmm. I know how to make money but I'm not amazing at going in and investing and like multiplying through investments. Mm. That's something I need to learn. Yes. So, and, and I know for the last couple of years, I've been resisting that. Mm -hmm. So this year it's like, I'm committing and putting that time aside to watch some YouTube videos uh, to pay. And sometimes it's worth paying somebody a few thousand or a couple thousand or 10,000 or whatever mm. it may be to really get that guidance from somebody that's walked the path before. Absolutely. You know, what you want to do is you want to shorten the curve. Right? Instead Absolutely. of going like this a long way around, it's just straight to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that comes back to your circle of influence. So, you know, being around those people who can cut your learning and, and like the, the people we have in there would, would top the absolute top of the game, you know, in so, yeah. in so many cases. And so, yeah, you, that's, that's the, the knowledge they share. It really does. It, it saves you probably if not years of, of, failure and pain so it's it's massive even even just reading a book you know if you can't invest in something it, the least people can do is read a book or watch some youtube channel um, videos there's so much out there now and like really there's no excuse to not really fill your life with something that excites you and and you know that just yeah. makes you fly out of bed every day because you know life's life's a pretty short thing at the, at the end of the day and we don't know how short it's going to be so Amen to that. Account, 100%. Yeah, you got you got to find a why that makes you cry. You know, you got to have that yeah. thing that really pulls you and motivates you. Yeah. Find your values, get your vision, get your habits in play, uh, work on your limiting beliefs, acquire the skills that are needed, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, really just find that why, that motivator, that thing that drives you. Mm -hmm. There are quite a few key factors to motivation and success. Absolutely, absolutely, and. Even though you run Addicted to Success, which is the number one motivational website in the world, 
you don't believe it's just about motivation. Could yeah. you just explain for people why that's the case? Yeah, good question. I love that you brought that up. Uh, so motivation is extrinsic. Inspiration is intrinsic, right? It's within us. It's innate, right? It's there. Uh, and, and I know that that's where the power is. Like, it's funny because I can't so much teach inspiration, especially through blog articles or videos. You may be able to, if you can get people to like inspire them enough to take the action. Uh, but a lot of this, like reading books and reading articles, you're like halfway there. That's why I said self-development in application, right? Yes. Uh, so that inspiration is really, if you want to get closer to it, it's really getting, like I said, casting the vision and getting clear on what it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. When you're clear, when you know your why, then uh, the rest of it is really experimenting and getting feedback. It's that real world live feedback of like, oh, this worked. This didn't. Okay, avoid that now because that doesn't work anymore. This works. Boom, boom, boom. And you go along. It's like a computer game. Oh, you know, you you get to the point where you get so good at like jumping and knowing where you need to go. You get to the boss and you kick his ass and you get to the next level. Yeah, that's right. Same thing in life. Great analogy, right? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I would say just like really get clear and then get to work. Mm -hmm. You know, pull the tools out, learn the tools that you need to get the coach if you need someone to hold you accountable and, and focus get them to check in with you, you check in with them and just get to work. You know, once you, once you get those like small little achievements along the way, which we we're talking about before mm-hmm. you continue to increase your belief. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's so powerful, Joel. And one thing I also want to touch on with you, because I know you're a huge fan of the brain and the neuroscience. What really excites you about the brain that you've learned so far? Because I know you interview some of your podcasts. You're like you interview all sorts of people on your podcast. It's so so vast and so fantastic. And I I'm, I think it's safe to say I've listened to every single one of your podcasts. It's a bit of a nerd when it comes to your <laughs> thank you. So oh. you've got a few beauties out. But yeah, what would be one of the top things you that fascinates you about the brain? Mm, I would say. There's a few things. There's myelin, uh, and I would also say neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. right? Hard one to say, neuroplasticity. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what I love about that is that we, we can reshape our brain. Mm-hmm. Like it actually has shown like in scans that, it's, that it can be reshaped and rewired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I always say like things like habits and things like that are, aren't hardwired, they're softwired which means that we can change it, right? Change up the software. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think the brain is a, an absolutely incredible uh, piece of our, uh, the anatomy, right? And I think that a lot of people don't use it because they are unconsciously floating through life. And I think, uh, see the Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton or Jody Spencer says that we only think something like 10%, 5% to 10% new thoughts every day. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff, that's, right? Yeah, that's crazy. When you think about it, some yeah. people are okay with that. Uh, you know, some Aussies be sitting there with a beer in hand. They're happy to just go <laughs> well, fishing and do like kind of like mindless, right. like, uh, you know, uh, and that's easy for them and they're, they're cool with that. Uh, yeah, for yeah. some people that are, are wanting to stretch and grow and self-develop and uh, make a difference in the world, we're going to need to operate at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would just say like really challenge your cognitive functions and you know do things that test your memory and learn and do some of those hard things physically and mentally that's why i like to go to the gym Mm -hmm. you know i used to want to go to get real buff and you know 
now it's just really about getting fit, letting those endorphins come out, the serotonin. I know you hit the gym too, Nash. I've seen you bulking up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, it it tests your your willpower. Yeah, yeah. Right, so you're there and you're bench pressing. You're like, oh, you son of a gun. Like you're just, you're pushing and pushing. You just know that like that there is as well is priming your mind to push when it times get tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, your brain, I mean, your brain's incredible. We could go on about the that's, brain. That's day. exactly right. That's hundred uh, percent. One question I did want to ask you, Joel is I've spoken to people, you know, I mentioned I'm into personal development to certain people and they often say, Oh, you know, all that stuff that was, that was, that was relevant in the seventies and all that kind of thing. You know, you hear all these old, old mindsets coming up, you know, obviously I don't believe that at all. I'd love to get your opinion why you believe what you're teaching and, and self-development and, and mindset is more relevant probably today with all the technology perhaps than ever before. Would you agree with that? Yes. I would say anyone that says that, I'd say you're stuck in the seventies. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I think they're the type of people that aren't willing to think more than the 10% new thoughts or 5% mm. new thoughts. Mm. Uh, and if you really look at a lot of those people that make those comments, I'd say that they're probably, some may be pretty happy with their life, but for the most part, most of them aren't. Mm. They hate their day job. They might be in a relationship that's just on loop and they're like, mm. they're not really happy in it. Yeah. They could be consciously working on it. Yeah. Uh, they probably haven't lived the life that they really want to do and it's because they've held themselves back. Mm. Uh, so deep down inside, man, people try this whole you know, in Australia, we call it the tall poppy syndrome, where it's mm. like cutting people down whenever they're achieving and whenever they've got this positive attitude. The thing I love about Americans is they're very enthusiastic. Yes. That's one of the things I really notice about Americans is they're really into it. There's a live the American dream. You go like mm. they're very supportive of each other for the most part. And yeah, I, I have had experiences of like just having friends that are like, oh, why do you post that stuff? This is like a good six years ago, seven yeah, years ago. Okay why do you post that stuff? You know, or do, like, why do you put quotes up all the time? Like laugh about putting out quotes or putting up videos or, Oh, you're interviewing someone. Like, what about your own stuff? Things like that. Like little sly comments here and there. Actually somebody close to me laugh when I put up founder of addicted to success and oh. put like underneath it, ha 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 founder with question marks and, and said, Oh, what about CEO and founder? Like just kind of like making a big deal about it. And at first it really pissed me off. Mm. I was like, what is that about? You know? And then I thought, all right, well, I'm going to show them, you know, I, I didn't set out just to prove that person, but I was like, yeah, I have to really, I, I labeled it now. I have to really step up and like do this, mm-hmm. do this thing and show mm-hmm. up that I show that I am really the founder of a company that's worth mentioning. So I believe that I was, you know, running this, this full blown company before it even happened. Wow. This is in my vision. Wow. Writing down founder made me feel like, you know, yeah, we're all founders if we start a business, but I was like, no, I'm going to solidify this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went out and crushed it. Obviously 120 million views worldwide and, you know, movies and magazines and other things that are just like worked really well. Right. Mm-hmm. And massive reach and contribution and everything else. Uh, but, but really I think a lot of people are quick to shut other people down because they see a part in themselves that they're not happy with. And it makes them feel more secure when they put other people down. Absolutely. Uh, so I just, you know, I, you get good at picking those people out and knowing who they are and you don't need to say anything. You just keep, keep it moving. Yeah, Be the example. Right. 
be the example of what's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I know those people that used to say those things to me now are, are the people that come to me crying when they've gone through like some crazy thing in their life and ask me how much I charge for coaching and uh, like my content and comment on it and tell me how inspiring I am. Yeah, I even got ex-girlfriends that like, like my content and comment oh, on me. Yeah. And when we broke up, they're like, I hate you. So it's just funny how life <laughs> turns out, man. Wow, charge, really charge them double for coaching, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it's all good. It's all good. It's all love, man. It's all love. That's but right. yeah, yeah it, it is funny. And I just want to say that like, people are going to ridicule you when you're a leader. Mm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. most people are spectators mm-hmm. you know when you look at like the field of sports you got all these people sitting around on the sidelines going mm-hmm. yelling at the referee mm-hmm. and they've got this big gut that's right and they've like never and played sport it. in their life and they're yelling and telling that's these people right. they don't know what they're doing they're the spectators and mm-hmm. they, you know i don't want to be a spectator man i want to be a absolutely no, I, like, I want to be in the game and playing 100 percent. and i love what you said how you don't get involved you just dismiss what they say like the worst thing you can do is try and you know, react to what they're saying because actually then you're then playing their game as well. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're really no bigger than them, are you, I guess, once you get, and it's, it's hard to do that, but yeah, you don't really kind of want to drop to that. Yeah. Yeah. Haters, haters need love. You know, you got to mm. hug the haters. That's, That's right. I say. Yeah, hug yeah, the haters. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Joel, because I've followed your journey, like I said, a number of times now, but, uh, I've seen you go from strength to strength, obviously, but I've also seen you've had your fair share of difficulty within these four years. And I, I, I know you're very open to share that. You don't sort of show that, or you don't try and hide and say, you know, everything's all good when it's not. Right. And I think it, you say, it's one of your sayings, but you, you say people see the glory, but they don't see the story. Um, is that the yeah. saying that right? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, my my mentor uh, David T S Wood actually uh, taught me that quite a while back, okay, right, about yeah. four or five years back. Uh, you know, he shared his and said, you know, that this is the glory. He's like, but you, have you heard my story yet? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I've gone through a lot of things. I, I've made some. I don't want to say mistakes. Mm-hmm. I guess like I've experienced things in my life that I probably didn't have to experience because it came at a cost in some way. Uh, but I can turn around and go, I get why that happened now. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. I believe that the thing, the decisions you make, the, the trying times that you have really challenges your character. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The temptations, temptations are tempting your character. Like when you temp metal temperature, it's gauging. It's like, it's, it's gauging temptation is fine. It's always going to be there. It's constantly tempting your character. That's wrong. And at the bottom of everything, you know, I talk a lot about value. I don't know. There's a video that's going around on Facebook right now that I shared that uh, I was at Ty Lopez office and he had asked me to share some truths about social media and online uh, success. And I said, it's, it's not what you have. It's who you become. And a lot of people always ask me, how do I build a social media following? Cause they're looking for that significance. Like doesn't mean Jack, I got mm-hmm. 2.5 million social media followers. Doesn't mean anything really. Mm-hmm. What's meaningful is the deep connections you have with your people, That's connecting right. with people. It's the value you can bring. Like if somebody went and took all those followers away, I 110% know that it's not going to take me long at all to build up a new tribe. Mm-hmm because of the value that I have within me. 
uh, because I understand that like out of the 2.5 million people really are only really truly connected with maybe a thousand of them on a deeper level. And they're the people that, you know, want to be a part of what I'm doing and see my vision and are, and are there, you know, that are a human being in this experience with me. Uh, and so it's part of our value that we offer. And I think that this whole like being in the storm, you know, your true character rises when you're facing the storm. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Nothing's then- better than having those trying moments that test you and brings out your true character. Mm-hmm. And I just work every day on how do I improve my character? How am I, I think what, so there's a great example Dr. Miles Monroe shares, he's an incredible speaker. He said, he said that our character is based off our principles, mm-hmm. you know, and most people don't have principles in their life. Principles mm-hmm. are, this is what I have. This is what I'm sticking to. This is what works for me. This is where I am. It's, it's, it's very similar to your values, but it's your principles of like, I will not do this. Mm-hmm. I will do that. It's, it's very sturdy and strong in like what That's you stand right. for. Right. Absolutely. And most people don't even know their principles or have principles. Uh, politicians are a great example, right? We're going mm-hmm. through the elections mm-hmm. over here. We just, mm-hmm. it, it all went through and you know, America had, you know, the, their presidency, uh, uh, presidential elections with Clinton and Trump. What happens is, politicians base their character off popular mm-hmm. which is yeah. whatever's popular right now i'm going to say this mm-hmm. which is why politicians can't be trusted mm-hmm. because their character isn't sturdy it's, it moves all the time and people don't know what they're getting yeah yeah when you can when you know your principles and you stick to it and no matter what challenge you're faced with when i know that i can stick to my values and stick to my uh stick to my principles in the most trying times, whatever comes my way, I'm not scared of anymore mm-hmm. because I know that my principles are there to, to back me up. Yes. And I also happen. walk in faith. I'm Christian and believe mm-hmm. in God. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I have that higher thing that I believe in that I feel like, a, you know, he feeds my soul and I'm supported in that. That's and exactly I'm right. blessed. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Man. I have people praying for me and, you know, I pray for others too, cause it's important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I've always had these things happen in my life. I'm like, man, it's so like, I'm lucky. Nah, man, I'm blessed because mm-hmm. people have been praying for me, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that any uh, challenge that we face, when you have your faith, when you have your principles, when you stand by your character of who you are, mm-hmm. you're unbeatable. You are absolutely you're bulletproof. You're ten absolutely. foot tall and bulletproof. Absolutely, we'll shine through, Joel, in all you do, mate. And so, I guess my next question was going to be what advice would you have for people who are going through a hard time? Because I've seen you, like I said, I've seen you go through the hard times and you tend to, you've got an ability to get back on the horse really quickly. You know, you bounce back and you've had some pretty hard knocks, you know, and, and what I guess for, for people who are going through a really difficult time or feel stuck, you know, which can be very difficult. What advice would you give them based on everything you said? What sort of the, you know, in a, in a nutshell, what would you advise people to do? Yeah, it would definitely be stick to your principles, find your faith. It would mm-hmm. be all that mm-hmm. to go back on what you asked me before, you know, I've gone through some things and you know, I've, I've, I've come out of a failed marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've smoked crack before I've, I've mm-hmm. been involved in drugs and things like that back in the day when I was younger, mm-hmm. which I'm not proud of at all. Uh, I kept myself in the dark and didn't allow myself to be in a place of empowerment Yeah, because I felt like I wasn't worthy of stepping on the stage and being somebody that's positive because I was dark. Mm. 
you know, however you attach a meaning to that, it's like That's I wasn't right. worthy of it because I made these mistakes and mm. I'm not there yet, right? Mm. I had to write my own permission slips to let mm. myself out, mm. right? That was an empowering day. That was a day I decided, I'm, okay, I'm going to be a speaker now. Mm. I'm going to write my own permission slip. I deserve to get up and speak about this, right? Mm. Um, the failed marriage part is... I attached for so long this identity of like, I'm not Mr. Success or successful if I don't have a successful relationship. Mm. And so that thing that I was pushing for quite a while, for a couple of years that fell apart, I then had to look at my identity. We all have an identity, mm. right? We need to be very careful of what we attach to that identity because if we lose it or it doesn't work out the way you want it to, right it can take away a piece of us. 100%, yeah. You know, so I was very, uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> you know, I, my, my ex-partner, you know, all the best to her and, you know, she's on her journey. I'm on my journey and, you know, everything just worked out for the best, man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you're in it, it's tough. It's really yeah, tough. Right. You go through all the emotions and you've got to walk through it. You can't mm -hmm. go around it. That's right. Uh, but I, but it was awesome because it was my lesson that I had to learn about what my identity is. Mm -hmm. That's massive. That's massive. Yeah. And, and the fact is you did keep moving on. Like so many people get overwhelmed. Oh, by yeah, it. Man. They become part of it. You know, yeah. like they say, you know, they, like oh, they begin to say, I am broke. You know, I am this, I am that, you know, and they start identifying by it. And it's like you said, it's, it is the identity thing. And, once you sort of fall into that trap, it becomes very hard to shake, you know, and it's a huge thing. Nash, your power is bigger than your pain. Mm. Mm. It really is. 100%. Your power is bigger than your pain. That's, that's so true, mate. So true. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks for sharing us, sharing your story with us too, mate. That's, I appreciate you being so, so open. Like I Thank said, you. people got to see it firsthand. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Joel, look, I really do appreciate you being here so much, mate. And just one last question I'd just like to ask you, and that would be what excites you most about the future for where you're heading with your business in life? <sighs> there are so many things. This mm. is the, the like, oh, this feels like the biggest thing, but really yeah, it's a course, piece of the yes. puzzle. Yes. Um, you know, I'd say like I'm, I'm getting ready to pump out the workshops now to go mm. on tour and That's to really exciting. hold the events. Uh, circle of influence is, is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Mm. Writing my book right now, I'm predicting it's going to be finished by October, November, 2017. Oh, it's been in the works for a little while, to be mm. honest. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm not rushing it and I'm not rushing it because like, there's some juice in there. There's some real juice. Yeah. Like I have been running to my laptop, running to like, pulling my iPhone out and jotting down these notes and these yeah. moments of inspiration. And, you know, I feel like I want, I want each page, each chapter to kind of have that flow to it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was kind of a quarter way through the book and I realized I was like, what am I writing some of these things for? Cause I think it needs to be in a book mm. like needs to be as in like, it needs to be structured and needs certain information in it. I scrapped that. And I was like, I'm just mm. going to flow, man. I'm going to flow. I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to put in the stuff that, that, that I feel is like that original medicine that's like in there that, that gives it that unique edge. And mm -hmm. it's just, just is right. Is my story and my experiences and yes. the exclusive stuff that I have. And I think that that really makes the book. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Robin Sharma recently and he said that the marketplace rewards creativity and originality. Mm -hmm. So don't go and try and write a book that somebody else has written. 
100%. I mean, how many times have you gone to a bookstore and open and you're going, oh my God, the same, they're talking about the same thing as every other book. That's right, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. And, and speak of Robin Sharma, I know he's been writing a book called The 5am Club and he's been working on that for almost, I think it's three years. And he yeah. keeps saying, he keeps saying, you know, you have a pretty, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he pretty much says, don't rush a work of art. You know, you'll be ready when it's ready. It's, it's got to be a sort of organic thing and you can't rush these. And I think it's a mistake a lot of people make. Right. Out the product, so. And we live in a world of like now, 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 instantaneous. Mm. Like mm. I want this, and um, I think that the the key thing is going to be two things: your ability to focus, because our attention spans are, are way off right now. Everyone's yes. looking at Snapchat, yes. six seconds, yes. Insta story, fifteen seconds. Right. Like they just want it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're in the junk, junk food, cereal space right now. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to that good wholesome meal. It really That's fills right. you up. 100%. And that takes a little bit longer to cook. Mm, it's yes. not just pouring the cereals in the cereal in the bowl, fruity loops in the bowl. It's 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 cooking the meal, getting the ingredients right, making the temperature, making sure the temperature is right, giving it that seasoning. That's the analogy I'm going with right mm. now. I just made that up. <laughs> That's good. That actually reminds me of something my my another mentor of mine used to call these. He used to say we live in a microwave society. Yeah. And that's so, so true. So true. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Joel, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for joining us today, mate. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, for anyone who's listening, please head over to IamJoelBrown.com and do it. definitely check out the Circle of Influence. Yes. I highly, highly recommend it. Joel, Thank thanks you. so much for joining us, brother. Appreciate thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening, guys. There you have it, my friends. I hope you got incredible value from today's interview. Be sure to follow the work that our incredible guest today is doing. Okay, get amongst it, guys. They are up to big things. Before we wrap up, guys, I want to take a minute to acknowledge you. Sincerely, I want you to feel this. I I acknowledge you for being someone who values their life enough to invest the time to listen to this audio. I want you to get the most value out of this. So again, be sure to, to apply what you learn. Be sure to share what you learned with other people. Share this interview out with the people you care about. You know, a few years back, I, I used to immerse myself in listening to podcasts. I used to listen to three, four podcasts a day as I was working a job that wasn't necessarily that inspiring to me, but I did it. And it's a dream come true for me to be here interviewing people nowadays. And you having you here supports me in my dreams. So that's why I'm really so grateful for you being here. Uh, and I want to I support you even further. I want to give you the opportunity again. Head over to IamNashMackie.com. I want you to be part of our, our next guest interviews coming up. I want to be, you to be part of our community. So head over to imnashmackie.com, subscribe. Also claim your free one-on-one strategy session. I'm really so excited to connect with you and help you build a powerful identity. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. I look forward to bringing you another incredible guest interview. Thank you for joining me for the Thoughts on Purpose podcast.